Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. There is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. Stanley pour les Canadiens. Le vingt troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked a young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's gonna be sick. Happy Friday, everyone. Marinero, the sick podcast. And I'm not going solo tonight because the way the sick podcast has been set up, we're gonna go Monday to Friday, as you know, throughout the entire hockey season, starting at around 10 p.m. and or just after the Montreal Canadiens hockey game. What I mean by that is if the game finishes after 10 p.m., at that point, if it finishes at 10.15, we'll probably go on at 10.15. And if the game finishes before 10 o'clock, we'll go on at around 10 o'clock. But Monday to Thursday, I will be your host and we'll have different collaborators. And on Friday, Matthew O'Han will be your host. Now, Matthew is no stranger to sports talk because once upon a time, he and I, used to work together, and I really enjoyed working with him. I thought we had great chemistry together, and I have a lot of confidence in Matthew, so much so that he's going to be the guy that's going to be going solo on Friday nights for the most part. But because it's week one, I wanted to do the honors. I wanted to introduce him. Without further ado, I bring him in. Matt O'Han, what's going on, Doc? Tony Marinaro, it's been too long since we've worked together, and I'm, I can't wait to get this going. Oh, really, eh? Yeah, I really can't. Now, how excited are you about this? Very? Uh, You know, on a scale of one to very, I would give myself a 9.5. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, so then uh, you're going to bring it, as I know you will bring it. The Canadians didn't bring it all that much tonight in Detroit. They lose by a score of three to nothing. But it was close as far as the score sheet is concerned. As far as 40 minutes of hockey is concerned, or maybe even 42 minutes and 32 seconds, because 42 minutes and 33 seconds into the game, it was Soderblom who gave the Detroit Red Wings a one nothing lead. His line was big. It was imposing. They gave the Canadians all kinds of trouble all night long. They were able to get to the traffic areas. The Canadians weren't able to muster much, but the first period, 
The story of period number one is one player, and we'll get to that in just a second. Without further ado, though, I do want to tell you that the Sick Podcast is brought to you in part by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, I hope you go back to Lacage before the Habs win the cup the next time. Uh, or, or yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna be a while, I think. But I hope you can get back to Lacage as soon as possible. I've been there several times with Yellow. As a matter of fact, I was there with Matt O'Han a little while ago, and uh, the menu will surprise you. They have really amped up the menu. They brought in some of the best staff in the city. They've remodernized and uh, renovated uh, pretty much all the uh, all the caches. And if you haven't been there in a while, I think you're going to be shocked when you walk in because it's the type of place that you go not only uh, to hang out when there's a big sporting event, but you can also go as part of a family day or a family night. Pretty cool. All right, okay, Matt. The story of the period, number one, was Jake Allen. And to that, I say... Is this a joke? And the reason why I'm wearing the is this a joke shirt is I have to tell you something. I wanted the Canadians to Drake to trade Jake Allen. All right. Uh, I'm not losing sleep over at the fact that they didn't. And by no means does this have anything to do with with Allen's ability. Actually, on the contrary, I think Jake Allen's a very good goalie. Uh, for most, he's not a number one, but I think on many nights he can play as a number one. He'd probably have to do it come playoff time to be able to get that label full time. But Jake Allen keeps you in games so much so, and he battles so much in games, and he's such a gamer, so much so that he can steal points. And watching period number one, I kept saying to myself, is this a joke? Because that's exactly what I've been talking about, that Jake Allen can steal points And you know where I stand on the whole rebuild. I don't want him to steal points. I want nature to take its course. And if the Canadians finish near the bottom, then so be it. Now, I've received some messages from our listeners and from our viewers saying, Tony, you don't have to worry. Jake Allen is not going to steal points in the standings because the Canadians are really not that very good. And even if he plays his best, they won't pick up points. Well, all those people who said that, Tonight, you were right. In period number one, I was scared because the Canadians were outshot 25 to 10. He stood on his head. Matt, I don't remember when was the last time a Canadians goalie made 25 stops in one period. No, it's been a while. That was uh, a pretty bad performance from the Canadians in the first period. And now I, and I'm on the same page as you. Nature, take its course. You know, we, we probably know around where the Canadians are going to end up in the standings. I just think that that is something you don't want to see. You don't want to see them go out there and basically do nothing out on the period uh, and waste 20 minutes of our time. I mean, that's what that was. So when when you're going out and doing that, you're not showing me any progression in your play. That's all that's all everyone wants to see is progression in the play. And we didn't see any of that. The game on Wednesday night didn't even happen in the first period. They didn't build off of anything that they accomplished in that in that game. Yeah, that's the goal, right, for this year is, is actually progression. I mean, they've talked about it. All right, okay, uh, we're, we're going to get to a lot of things. Uh, nine to eight, the Canadians were outshot in period number two. The Canadians actually outshot Detroit 11 to six in period number three. And that's when the goals came. We talked about Soderblom 233 into period number three. And then the Canadians pull the goalie. And Nick Suzuki probably wants to have a pass back. Rasmussen into an empty net with one minute and one second left in regulation. 
much to my delight because Jean-Charles Lajoie earlier this morning at BPM Spar 91.9 on your FM dial, Montreal's best sports radio. Uh, without a doubt, he said that he liked the Canadians to cover uh, the um, plus one and a half that they were. All right. Okay. And uh, so I was happy when that second goal went in. And I was even happier when Evgeny Dadunov gave away the puck also with an empty net. And uh, Oli Mata ends up scoring to seal the deal. 40 to 29 were the shots for the Detroit Red Wings. They beat the Canadians by a score of three to nothing. On the power play, both teams were 0 for 3. The Canadians led in the faceoff circle 58% to 42%, but that's pretty much the only place where they led all night long. The Sick Podcast is uh, also presented by 8.6 Beer, intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passion in order to make their mark. And the Detroit Red Wings clearly played with passion tonight, Matt, but the Canadians a little less. A Canadians team who was played with a lot of passion on Wednesday night in their home opener, uh, opening night, Carey Price there received the loudest ovation. It was unbelievable. Carey was not in Detroit with his teammates tonight. Carey was still at the Bell Center. He was sitting front row at the Raptors game. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. You got courtside seats with his wife. Yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah. notice his kids were there, but uh, his wife yeah. was definitely there. He apparently got a big ovation when he got uh, when he got uh, uh, propped up on the Jumbotron. Yeah, yeah, it was him and the missus, and uh, obviously he's got a contact to get pretty good tickets, huh? because those are tickets that, those are seats that a lot of people in Montreal would have loved to have been sitting in tonight. Courtside, like uh, that, the Raptors game, pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. Not bad Yeah, at all. not bad. You think he's got a good plug, yeah? I think he would have a, a decent connection or two. Uh, I, I would think so. Anyway, you can feel the energy from the Detroit Red Wings, especially in period number one. They wanted this one versus the Montreal Canadiens. They came out so strong. You can feel the energy at Energy Transportation Group from warehousing, customs brokerage, and transportation consulting. Energy Transportation Group has you covered. Believe me when I tell you that. I know them personally. Mike Cinquino, Sean Gerard. Energy Transportation Group. Love those guys. All right, okay. Time on ice. It's two games in. They played Yuri Slavkowski just over 10 minutes on Wednesday night. He got no minutes on the special teams. Tonight, he got no minutes on the special teams either. He played nine minutes and 37 seconds. A lot of Montreal Canadiens fans are going to look at the stat sheet and they're going to see that Slavkowski played a lot less than everyone else. The next lowest amount of minutes was Evgeny Dadunov at 12 minutes in two seconds. Rem Pitlick had 12 minutes and 45 seconds. Dadunov plays on a fourth line. Pitlick plays on a fourth line. Jake Evans got 13.53. He plays on a fourth line. Slavkowski is supposed to be playing on a third line with Dvorak and Gallagher. There is no Detroit Red Wing that got under 10 minutes like Slavkowski tonight. There is no Detroit Red Wing that got less than 11 minutes and 37 seconds, and that's another youngster, Joe Valeno. Now, Valeno entered the National Hockey League last year, and he didn't get that much more time than Slavkowski got a couple of nights ago. About a minute more, as a matter of fact. And I think that when it comes to development, 
Steve Eiserman knows what he's doing. And they're not going to give Valeno too much. And I would think that it, when it comes to development, Marty St. Louis, who played for Steve Eiserman in Tampa, also knows what he's doing. Some Canadians fans matter, probably alarmed. Mm. But I think the Canadians have a plan with Slavkowski, and I think they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think they know what they're doing too. And but you could also tell by the way he looked. I mean, he didn't look like a like a difference maker. He didn't look like he was a, he was that big body that he was billed to be. He just he looks like he's just a step behind the play, and that's just the reality of a situation when you're making the jump from Europe to the NHL, uh, from any level to the NHL. It's the best league in the world, so I think it's normal. Uh, Am I concerned? No, they they know what they're doing. You know, there's no reason to not trust this group of management at this point. You know, they've everything they've touched so far has turned to gold. So yeah, it's, uh, you you can can pump the the Habs fans that are freaking out already. You can pump the brakes on that. I think for for now. All right. Okay. We are live. We're out of Montreal on this Friday, October fourteenth. It's ten thirteen p.m. I bring it up because it's live right now. Mind you, you can listen to this podcast a little bit later on tonight. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. You can watch it on our Twitter handle. You could watch it on our Facebook page. And the other night I gave scores and somebody said, uh, do you have to give the scores? I, I'm at work. I don't want to know what the scores are. And when I come home, I want to watch the games. Well, guess what? There's a lot more people that are actually at home. They're watching the games. But right now they probably detached for a little bit because they're watching us on the sick podcast and I really appreciate it. So because of that, I'm going to give out scores. I can tell you from a Montreal perspective, a huge win for the Montreal Alouettes uh, versus the Ottawa Red Blacks by a score of 34 to 30. And that means that the Montreal Alouettes are going to the CFL playoffs. Isn't that good news? It also means that they're going to be playing the game at Percival Molson stadium because uh, they're going to finish second in the East, worst-case scenario, with a record of 8-8, eight and eight, and uh, they won't be able to be caught by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who are going to be in the third spot. So great news for the Montreal Louettes. Speaking of Montreal sports teams, CF Montreal will play a playoff game on Sunday night at 8 p.m. at Stad Saputo when they host Orlando City. Uh, and so that's going to be another another big one. All right, okay, who caught your attention tonight? And we will get to the phone lines a little bit later on. We'll get to your calls at one 585 sick That's one 585 7425 By the way, if you have messages for us, please write them down, send them, shoot them off, text them on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Sammy and Aniello, at Master Control, what they're going to do is they're going to make them pop up. Speaking of which, I like to do this every now and then. Let's say hello. We haven't said hello yet. Sammy and Yellow. What's happening, guys? What's going on? All good here. All right. Okay. Where's Juliana? Well, I don't know where she is. She's running around somewhere. She's running around. It's a family operation, yeah, folks. Juliana's here. You want to see Juliana? Here's Juliana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to give her some camera time because Juliana hasn't been in the camera yet. All right, all right. There's Juliana. It's a family affair at the Cavalaros, okay, over in uh, on the West Island. Sammy, Juliana, and Sammy are all my people. I put all my trust and confidence in them. Matt O'Han, you're going to do the same. 
They're the people that master control. If it goes well, take the credit. If it goes bad, blame them. <laughs> right. That's that's usually how it goes. And uh, we like to rub, uh, rib each other uh, on this show. And uh, uh, I was going to say uh, rub. No, rub, rub my temples every now and then. All right. Okay. Uh, we'll talk to you guys a little bit later on. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, there you have it. Once again, Sammy, Agnello, and uh, Juliana. All right. Um, we have a lot to get to. If you can, why don't you put up the lines for tonight's game so everyone will be able to see them on the screen. And here you go. Suzuki once again had Caulfield on his left and Josh Anderson on his right. Monahan had Doc on his right and Hoffman on his left. Dvorak had Gallagher on his right and Slavkovsky on his left. Evans with Dadanov on his right and Pitlick on his left. On defense, Gouli Savard, Jacki Weidman, Harris Kovacevic, and once again, Jake Allen was in goal. Mike Matheson, as you know, uh, a couple of days ago, we found out that he's going to be out for about uh, eight weeks. I think it was yesterday that we found out, as a matter of fact, with uh, an abdominal muscle pull, and so he's out. And uh, a lot of people were worried at one point because Caden Gooley also left the game, Matt, and he was out for a while, but he was able to come back. And then when he came back, I think he got a stick in the face or something. Yeah, he got a stick in the face. It looked like also Caulfield took a couple shots. You know, he blocked the shot. He got one from his own teammate that deflected into him. It just all around, not the night for the Canadians. Uh, it just, you, you could tell, you know, after the first period, this was not going to be their night, even though they weathered that storm and came out unscathed after the first. I'm telling you, there's one player that I've really loved two games in. Oh, I, I guess? think we're thinking of this. Yeah, I think we're thinking of the same one. Who? Sean Monaghan. Uh, at the forward position, yes. And another one on defense. Caden uh, Gooley. Uh, well, because of the injury tonight, and then he was able to so come we'll back say, a little bit less. Jordan Harris has been fantastic mm -hmm. two games in. He's been really good. I thought he was their second best defenseman versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, I thought he was very, very good tonight. And one guy who I thought struggled quite a bit versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, he just didn't look very comfortable in the game versus the Leafs, was David Savard. But I thought Savard looked better tonight. Yeah, he he really imposed himself in, uh, physically on the Red Wings whenever he could. I mean, that Red Wings line with Soderblom on it, I mean, and Samuelson, that is just... It's a lot of person to be dealing with, you know. That what I think Soderblom yeah. on on ESPN, he's billed at six eight two forty two on RDS. They had him as six six. I mean, that's just the whole line is huge. The whole line, yeah. the whole line is 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 huge. Um, are you? It's it's a strange question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm. I don't know if you can be happy with a loss. Of course, you can actually if you want the rebuild. But even if you don't want the rebuild. Are you happy with this loss? I mean, the Canadians were really outplayed in period number one, but they battled in period number two, and they were really good, actually, in period number three. I mean, the execution was missing, but they were able to find their legs and take the play to Detroit at times there in period number three. Was this a good loss? That's I, I I know your question, and I think more often than not, we're going to say yes to that question. But I think tonight specifically with just the way they came out in the first period, 
I, I thought Jake Allen deserved more from his team because yeah, they battled in period two, but it felt like they only started bringing intensity to their game in period three, which yeah. is where Detroit obviously got a fortunate bounce. And then they, they put the puck in the back of the net and I, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the way it started and it just stuck with me throughout the rest of the game. But Matt, this is another reason why, you know, I, I kind of wanted them to trade Jake Allen, not only because, well, what's going on here? Did you and I go shopping at the same place? Or, well, hold on. What's going on here? Well, listen, I watched your show. I, I watched the, the debut episode on Tuesday. saw the bottle. I said, that's a nice bottle. Hold on a second. Are you serious? No, with me? that's a, no, no, no. I'm not serious. I've so had this you, bottle for about a couple months now. So you had the bottle before me, and I went out and I actually bought the same bottle, the same color because it comes in different colors. It yeah. comes in black. It comes in white. I believe even maybe like comes an in, olive green, green or something. Yeah, it, it comes, comes in green. green. So we went out and we bought the same color bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I I had a white one for years. And it finally lost it when I was in Europe this past summer. And uh, I, I I went over and I said, blue is my favorite color. I'm going to. All right. Blue. So speaking of, and we're going to make this very quick. All right. Because we, you know, we, we talk sports like 99% of the time. How do you drink water from this without making noise? Because I want to show you something, right? Impossible. Although Impossible. I think it's a great bottle because it's very big, very thick. So it can hold a lot of water. So you'll never have a shortage of water when you're doing a show. Unfortunately, though, the water, the drinking of the water sounds like this. Look at me. That's a lot of noise. Like, did the mic yeah, pick that up? Yeah, it did. It's it impossible. picked it up, eh? All right. Yeah. All right. So um, I, I, maybe a straw? Well, there is the straw cap. You know, they, they do have the straw cap, but I, I can't find it. I can't find mine. Oh, they do have the straw cap. I didn't know they had the yeah. straw cap. All right. Uh, why don't we get to some messages? And Aniello, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines at one 585 7425 It's a toll-free number, one 585 sick So you let us know who's calling. In the meantime, send us all your messages. You can send them on YouTube. You can send them on Facebook. You can send them on Twitter. And then Yellow and Sammy are going to put them up, and we're going to get to all of your messages. Marinero, of course, and Matt O'Han. I've been told I don't have to say that because unlike a radio show, this is a podcast, and everyone knows it's us. But it's a, it's a, a you know, it's a force of habit, I guess. I mean, we've been doing it for like I've been doing it for twenty years, right? Um, saying it, spicy Javi. What do you think about Doc's play? All right. I think watching Kirby Doc that I'm already prepared to say that he is and will be through the course of at least this season the most enigmatic player on this team that we're just going to look at him and one day we're going to think he has the package. It's just a question of putting it all together and another day or another game we're going to think that there's just too many holes and he'll never be able to put it together. Some shifts, I kind of see Bobby Smith one day. Other shifts, I see a player who was drafted third who never ended up playing to his potential. He's still young, 21. I'm talking about looking into my crystal ball here, and I just think he's enigmatic, and I would want him to shoot the puck a lot more. He doesn't do it enough. He didn't do it in preseason. I think he did do it only one game. Tonight he had a couple of shots on goal, 
it was not his best game. It was not his worst game. He wasn't better than anybody else, and he wasn't worse than anybody else. He was just there. My take. You? Yeah, Tony, you know who he actually reminds me of a lot? He reminds me a lot of Josh Anderson. He has the same frame. He kind of has that build. and he Anderson's tell, a lot more physical, Matt. Mozitumo. Well, you could tell. But listen, you could tell that once he adds that element to his game, he's still a young guy. I mean, he's he might not add it. Well, if he's he was projected to be that. I mean, I don't I don't consider him a prospect because he plays in the NHL now and he has been in the NHL. But there's still elements to his game that he could add. So if he adds that, he reminds me of an Anderson in the same way that, as you said, you know, some nights you're gonna you're gonna notice him a lot. He's gonna be all over the ice. Other nights, he's just gonna be kind of there and. That's the type of player I see. Anderson, I that's think, how I could see it coming for, for Doc. I think they're going to want him to play offense. I think they see him more as a dangler. Uh, the challenge is, is that when you're projected, you know, you're a centerman or, you know, they want to see you down the middle for the next year, two years, three years, four years. A, you're going to have to win some face-offs, but, I mean, you know, you don't have to take them all. Uh, B, you're going to have to play a 200-foot game. So if you have holes in your defensive part of your game, uh, it's not going to work out. Look. When Jeff Gordon was the GM of the New York Rangers, one of his first moves was to go out and make the trade for Mika Zabinajad. He traded Derek Brassard mm. to the Ottawa Senators in return for Zabinajad, and Zabinajad in the last year exploded and is a star with the New York Rangers. He's hoping that Kirby Doc will be the next Mika Zabinajad. That's what he's hoping. Center, right-handed shot, big guy, long reach, can dangle, nice wrist shot, that's what he's hoping. Well, if he, if he turns it to because of Benajad, the Habs, uh, Habs fans uh, across the world can be ecstatic with that trade because because of Benajad's a hell of a player. Hey, I, I like the background uh, of the yeah, sick podcast yeah, yeah. with Tony Marinero and a little arrow pointing to Matt O'Han, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, you don't have a, a, a sick T-shirt on right now, do you? Uh, no, I don't. We didn't think of everything clearly, right? I, I would have thought. Well, I, I have the. One. I have the hoodie, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, laundry day is tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a second. Just uh, you can you can talk. Actually, talk for the next ten seconds. Go ahead. Okay, for the next ten seconds. All right. So uh, yeah, I mean Kirby Doc. I, I I'll agree with Tony. I think uh, I think he he has the tools, but it, it's a matter of well of him putting it all together. I mean, I really don't know what Tony's up to right now. He always does this. He always surprises me. But uh, another player I really liked that I mentioned earlier was Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan, I mean, this is this is a guy. This is one of uh, this is one of Jeff Gordon's first moves. Kent Hughes' first moves, and I think if he continues playing the way he's playing, the Habs are going to have a great going to get a great asset out of him more so than just that first round pick that everyone wants. I think that Sean Monahan has been just a great surprise, and he's been able to put it together okay. through two games. I'm back. I want to let you know yeah, that we ahead, have, uh, yeah. Sasana Cup. Yeah. In the words of Peter, the great Peter from Coach St. Luke, team concept, total, mm-hmm. total emotion and motivation. All right. Tone. We have a regular sick. This is, uh, no, no, this is important that we do this because we sell them, okay? So yeah, I know, I know. Here, okay, we can make a we can make a commission, okay? All right, it's at sickattire.com, by the way. Usually, when I talk, I get paid, okay? One team, one dream. 
Emoji 2 now. Hey, Tone. Uh, Felicita. Felicita. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. Tone, because I, the, the next thing I'm expecting you to say is that you're going to hand deliver one of these to me. Yeah, who's better than me? Nobody. Emoji 2 in French would be, maintenant c'est toi. I'm not perfect, but at least I'm not a Leafs fan. And uh, probably one of my favorites. In the words of, once again, the great Peter from Code St. Luke, double shift your best players. So now, uh, I expect Daniello and Sammy to set you up the way they set me up, all right? I cannot deliver one of these because I think it's fairly obvious to everyone watching we don't wear the same size. Yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. I was gonna say it right. might be a size or two smaller. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a larger, a medium. Oh, there's two X's sure. in front of that large. All right. Okay. Why don't we do this? Spe speaking of which, okay, that apparel, by the way, you can pick up at. Uh, you can pick up a lot of apparel. Our sick merchandise you can pick up at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all of their items. And you can shop there for all your sports licensed lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues. All right? Sportbuffshop.com. Are you ready to take some calls? Uh, this is like a – usually I'm the one answering the phone, putting them through to you. I've never had someone put them through to me. So this is a, this is a whole well, new gonna territory. Take we're going to take them together. All right? Um the calls, they're coming up. You call. Presented by Playground. You called. Presented by Playground. I've been told we have Kevin from Montreal. Playground, by the way, your premier gaming destination located just over the Mercia Bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal. Playground. You called? Kevin, did you call? Do we have Kevin? Yeah, I called. Kevin, what's going on? How are you, Tony? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Um, nice to finally speak to you for the first time. Uh, my dad's a big fan. He used to listen to you every day on 690. Why are we giving them a plug for? <laughs> are they still uh, Are they still operating or what? What's the story here? Uh, with what? Nothing. Forget it. That's what. That's what I mean. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Say hi to your dad for me. Eh? Say, hey, say hi to Matt O'Han. I definitely will. Say hi to Matt O'Han. Matt O'Han is my man. Say hi to him. Uh, hey, Kevin. What's going on, Kevin? Uh, I'm glad you Hold brought on. the enthusiasm to the table this evening. Uh, do you usually put the Basco sauce in uh, in your steak or what? What's the story here? Uh, no, I just uh, been studying. So. Uh... Yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. What are you studying exactly? Accounting. Accounting. Yeah, that would explain it. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I mean, one day you're going to be a CPA and you're going to be making all kinds of money and uh, and it's going to pay off. That's the goal. That's the goal, my man. What's on your mind? Yeah. I had a question for you about the Habs, actually. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, like, we have trouble scoring goals, and we didn't score any tonight. I want to know uh, how many times you think we're going to get shut out this year. How many times the Canadians are going to get shut out this year? 
Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this game happens a hundred times over. Maybe Jake Allen lets in a goal in the first period, ninety-nine times. You know what I mean? It's tough question. Uh, I, I, you know what? Even though they got shut out in game two of an eighty-two game season, I'm going to say not as many as you think, because I think the offense is there. I do. It's just that they have so many other holes. And what are your what are your thoughts on Slavkovsky so far and uh, out of 120 minutes of gameplay so far? Well, he hasn't played 120, right? So he's played a total of 20 minutes of gameplay. Yeah, but 20. I think it's I think it's okay. We've seen flashes. Look, if you're not Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, or Connor McDavid, you're going to struggle in your first season in the National Hockey League. I mean, that's just the way it is. There are others too who have done well, but. There's a lot of guys who weren't great in their first season. They went on to be stars in the National Hockey League. Joe Thornton is one of them. Kevin, thanks for calling and tell you say hello to your dad, all right? Thank him for all the support no over the years. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank, Thank you. you. Before we go to Zach from Cornwall, now that I read Cornwall, there's something that just clicked, Matt. I got someone sent me a message tonight. Actually, on, uh, I believe it was on Facebook Messenger because I get messages everywhere. Hey, man, I'm a huge fan from Cornwall, Ontario. Jason Richardson is my name. Watch you all the time. We'll watch you tonight. Any chance you can give me a shutout, that would be sweet, man. Jason Richardson, hello, buddy. Thanks for watching. And thanks for listening to the Sick Podcast. Yes. I'm Marinaro. You're supposed to say, I'm O'Han. I'm O'Han. You have the same enthusiasm as Kevin. Listen, 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 listen. You, you, you this was this was a great choice. You are you are gonna go <laughs> Let's go to uh, Zach from Cornwall. Zach. Zach, are you there? Zach, are you there? We don't have Zach. Zach is gone. Bye-bye. Ciao. Gonzo, where are we going? We lost Zach. One triple eight five eight five six. Question: Are Laval practices teaching Marty Saint Louis concepts? Well, this coming in from Angelo Zafiro. Angelo, I haven't been to any. I'd have to talk to somebody who's covering the Rocket, but I I would be willing to to guess yes because. Even Eric Engels was saying this from Sportsnet when we talked to him a week ago. Adam Nicholas is there pretty much in charge of player development. He spends as much time with the Canadians as he does with the Laval Rocket. And everything that they're trying to do, they're trying to do in harmony. They're trying to do in unison. It looks like we have still a caller up there. Are we still going back to Zach in Cornwall or what? We're not. I, I see something, but we're not taking any calls. Boo. Boo. Let's take another question then if we're not going to take a call. We do have a call. Pierre is in Arizona. Pierre, how are you? Pierre, are you there? Yes, hi. Tony? Yes, Pierre. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Uh, calling from Mesa, Arizona. I'm originally from Montreal. Welcome. Uh, Welcome follow, to the Sick Podcast. Your, uh, your uh, podcast and I was following you uh, also when you were on RDS and 
uh, your other radio show? Yes, that's right. Yes, yes. I used to be on another television station. I got about yep. 14 and, appearances uh, last yeah, year. I'm going to get about 140. Uh, and uh, uh, I was, uh, I'm, I like the way, uh, the way that Montreal is going this year with the drafts and all that. I think that that's the right way to do it. Uh, it was long time coming. You mean the rebuild, uh, correct? I'm sorry? You mean the rebuild? That the they're rebuild, going the way of the rebuild. Yeah. So that's what you're in agreement with. I agree with you. I think yeah. it's a plan. And uh, I think that uh, they're doing it the right way, even if it takes uh, three years to get uh, a good team. Uh, with the previous management, basically, uh, we uh, gave away a lot of good draft choices to patch up the team. And uh, I didn't agree with that. So I like the way that the uh, Montreal Canadiens are going direction-wise. Pierre, what has Kent Hughes said on more than one occasion? He talks about being competitive for a long period of time and sustaining that. Well, there's only one way for sustainability is to do the rebuild. Because if you're going to patch and patch, you could end up being a very competitive team one year and falling apart the next. And we saw yeah. that in 2020, yeah. right? In 2020, yeah. uh, pardon me, in 2021, we saw that. They ended up in the Stanley Cup final. And then four or five months later, some big pieces were injured. Others moved on. Deneau went to Los Angeles. Stahl left. Tatar left. Edmondson hurt. Byron hurt. Price hurt. Weber hurt. Yada, yada, yada. A short summer for the players, and they just couldn't sustain it. So everything you're saying is true. You Called is brought to you by Playground, your premier gaming destination located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. Luigi is in a Hunsick. Luigi, are you there? Do we have Luigi? Luigi. Tony. How are you, Tony? Luigi D'Amore. Congratulations, Tony. Beautiful, sick pause. Matthew, I'm so happy you're back with Tony again. Awesome. Uh, Luigi, I remember you. I remember you from back in the day. You remember me, huh? Awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy to see both of you together, working together. Uh, it brings me back a lot of good uh, vibes and memories. Luigi, um, you were at an event a couple of years ago, right? And I was there, and Matt was there. And I remember you saying how much you enjoyed me and Matt working together. And you had called us one day when we were on the air. Actually, you called a couple of times. And you thought that Matt and I had pretty good chemistry, huh? Absolutely. And I think I called Matt even on the sidelines. And I told Matt, uh, I said, Matt, uh, you did an awesome job. And I said, congratulations to your future endeavors. And, uh, and So you were, you, were, you were able to see it that we had chemistry together. Luigi, you would make for a very good program director. <laughs> but I think I'd, I'd be more comfortable on the other side, so just listening to you guys, you, it's awesome. I'm so happy that you guys are back together, and you're, uh, I listen to you, you know very well, Tony, uh, how much I follow you. And Luigi, I you've been a so. huge supporter over the years, huge supporter, and um, I, you know what, I'm happy to say that um, I had a chance to meet you. You were a caller. You were a listener. You were a caller before you were a friend. And then I had a chance to meet you. 
and I consider you a very dear friend of mine. Uh, You know, throughout the entire season, we call each other maybe once a week, and uh, we have a nice conversation. It usually happened when I was driving my kids to school, but uh, that's the beauty of radio. I've shared my personal mobile number with some callers who became personal friends, and uh, they ended up becoming great friends, and Luigi's one of those friends. Luigi, was this a good loss or a bad loss? What did you see that you liked? What did you see that you uh, didn't like? Uh, apart what uh, I saw, Gouli played very well in defense. Uh, he played uh, he played a solid game, I thought. And I thought uh, Jake Allen was fabulous in the first period. He stopped the flood, or else this game could have been six, seven, nothing. Uh, I expect. Well, having said that, Luigi, I expect two games and three nights tomorrow. They're in Washington. It'll be three and four. Samuel Montembeau okay. will get the start tomorrow night in Washington. But it won't be easy, Tony. You're going to be facing Ovechkin, Crosby, and the big guns in Pittsburgh. You know, on the three games and four nights, uh, facing two top teams, offensive teams, won't be easy. Yeah, and I expect like- Jonathan Drouin to make his way into the lineup tomorrow night. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I would uh, expect that as well. You I think him, uh... you got to play him. You got to, you know, you yeah. got nothing to lose. You got to play him. You got to expose him. You got to put him on the ice. You know, by sending him upstairs, uh, you have to give him a chance. You know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people already getting on his back, and I don't like that because you have to give him an opportunity. Give him a chance. Let him play. Let him see what he could do. You never know. You just never know. He's in his last year of his contract, and it's going to be good for him and maybe good for the team. Yeah. Better in return. Hey, listen, I you know, um, the reason why a lot of people are on his back is just because people don't believe anymore, right? They they believe he's had more than than – uh, you know, more than his fair share of chances, and they just don't believe. Look, I, I really hope for Jonathan that it ends well. I was a big fan of Jonathan's when he was in Tampa Bay. He showed a tremendous skill set. Um, I thought he was going to be a huge addition to the Canadians, especially on the power play. But force that met, like they say en bon français, ça pas fonctionné. It just has not worked out up until this point. It just hasn't. Luigi, you be well. We'll talk to you soon. I know Luigi's sure a big guys. fan of Luigi's a, Luigi. Give me a CF Montreal score for Sunday night. Give me one. Uh, I'm gonna. I would say three nothing, but I'm gonna go with two Montreal. I've seen Montreal. All right, Luigi. there you have it. CF Montreal winning two nothing. Uh, that's his prediction for Sunday night. Thanks, Luigi. We'll talk to you soon. I'll probably call you on Monday or something like that. All right, there you have it. The great Luigi Damore from Ahuntsic. Love that guy. We'll get to some of your messages as Daniello and Sammy will bring them up. Why did Allen start two consecutive games when he won't be able to play more than 40? Um, who said he won't be able to play more than 40? Matt, did I miss something here or what? Uh, also, he didn't. I mean, two consecutive games. I mean, they weren't two in a row. It wasn't two nights no, was, in a row. No, it was two, so. games in, two games in three nights. Yeah, they're not going to start him. You know, they're not going to start him tomorrow night. But that's to be expected. I mean, Jake Allen is was there to relieve the pressure off Carey Price when he was healthy. How many so, games do you think Jake Allen's going to get if he's healthy? Give him 50. 50 for him and 32 for Montembeau? That's the way you see it going down? Yeah. All right, okay. Back to some more questions. Will Montreal have a winning streak this season? Well, it all can. It all depends on what you consider a winning streak. Is a winning streak uh, two games in a row? Yeah, they're going to win two games in a row for sure. Is a winning streak four games in a row? Well, I'm not going to bet on that. But they'll win a couple of no, games in a row. I wouldn't bet on that either. You, you wouldn't bet on the Canadians winning two games in a row? No, on four in a row. No, no, four in a row. I wouldn't bet on that either. Two in a row, I'd bet on. It's going to happen. They're going to win two in a row. I mean. Of course. 
I mean, with a little bit of luck that tonight was uh, was a 0-0 game going into period number three. I mean, they won last game. They're going to win two in a row. Four in a row, I wouldn't bet on it. Four in a row yeah, is not they, easy. And they, they happened to look pretty good in the third period. But again, it was just too little too late at that point because, you know, Detroit had already settled into the game. They, they were ready to lock it down. One triple eight five eight five sick is the number. One triple eight five eight five seven four two five. I want to let you know the number is toll free. A minus two for Brendan Gallagher tonight. A minus two for Uri Slavkowski. A minus two for Chris Weidman. They were the three players that had the worst plus minus for the Canadians tonight. Matt, you know we talked about Slavkowski nine minutes and thirty seven seconds. That's not the end of the world. They're bringing him along slowly but surely, very gradually. Minus two during that span, though, is not good. No, and, you know, as long as, you know, against Toronto, he looked really good on that play where he was cutting through the middle, drew a penalty, uh, that tripping penalty. Had he had he one drew of those another plays, one tonight, by the way. He drew another one tonight. Well, that's it. So he, he's ha- he's getting the legs moving, and he's creating good things. I mean, I, I if I was a betting man, I would say, you know, probably everyone on the Canadians this year, Maybe except for Suzuki and Caulfield will end the will end the year as a minus. So is that really such a big deal? Not really in my mind. No morning skate for the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night. The Canadiens PR team has tweeted out uh, they'll face the Capitals at Capital One Arena in Washington tomorrow night at 7 p.m. The Sick Podcast goes Monday to Friday weeknights at 10 p.m. And if the game finishes just after 10 p.m., we'll be on right after the game. We'll get to your messages and we'll get to your phone calls at one triple eight five eight five six. And here's a message coming in from Tom Crouchman. Tony, if Monahan wants to resign instead of getting traded at the deadline, do we do it? I think he's 28. Unrestricted free agents will want four to five year contract. It all depends on how much he's producing, and at what number he wants to sign. Like if Sean Monaghan plays the way he's played the first two games and he wants $5 million, I'm in. If he plays 50% of the way he's played in the first two games, I'm out. So far, I think so good. But there's a certain threshold that I don't want to go over, right? Because, Matt, if you allow me here, at one point, they started to get carried away with some contracts, and you know, then they got up against the cap, and they're having a hard time moving them. You want to maintain a certain threshold, and we haven't even talked about Cole Caulfield yet. You know, his contract is going to be up. The Canadians are going to have to give him a new deal, and I really want them to give him a new deal sooner rather than later because he's going to end up scoring goals this year, and if he does score goals and they don't give him a contract uh, at you know, when they are going to be ready to give him a contract, you know, he's going to want to get paid. It's going to cost them a little bit more. Yeah, it will. And with the Monaghan thing, I mean, I really like the way he's, he showed up because it's, I mean, the Canadians literally got him for nothing. They, they they acquired him for zero pieces. Yeah. And they're with the way it's going right now. If he could stay healthy, looks like he, he looks pretty good for a guy that, that came off two hip surgeries in, in the past two years it looks like they're going to get a really nice piece. So I, I, I mean, if he continues playing like this, sure. Would I like to see him in a Canadian's Jersey? 
yeah, but the the, the assets that you're going to get back and the course that you're on, yeah. you know, there's there's no reason to deviate off this course at this point. Okay, you want to say hello to you want to say hello to JF and Sherbrooke? Let's say hello to JF. Go for it. JF, how are you? Comment ça va? Comment ça va, JF? JF? Ça va bien, mon ami. Hey, good. Bienvenue, bienvenue. Comment ça va? Ça va bien? Good. Ça va bien, yes. Content de parler avec toi, mon chum. First of all, ça va bien. Tony, first of all, I just want to say if I have an accent, I just... I'm taking this uh, opportunity to practice my English. So, uh, uh, you know what? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. As you know, I started working now on a full time basis, even while well, part time, full time, Monday to Friday on French sports radio and Monday to Thursday on French sports television, BPM Spa Radio and TVS Spa. When I announced to my family and friends that I was going to be joining them, several of them were worried how I would do. Some of them thought I would fail. I can tell you that thus far, the feedback, the reaction, the listens, the downloads, the ratings for my radio and TV segment are absolutely outstanding. I was very confident in joining them. You want to know why? Because I said to my family and friends, the Francophones, they don't demand perfection when you speak their language. They very much appreciate the effort. And as long as you make the effort, they're going to be really, really happy with you. And they're going to love you. And that's what's happened. So when you call JF, the sick podcast, and you say, you know, my accent, this, that, JF, we appreciate the effort. Thank you. Go ahead. Your English is great. Go ahead. All right. And by the by the way, Tony, I appreciate the I appreciate the the kind words. Uh, and by the way, I love the show. I've been following your uh, your your beginnings in the the podcast world. So yeah, first of all, uh, congratulations, and Thank I'm you. happy for you. I was listening to you in uh, on TSM, and uh, I'm happy uh, for you. So, Thank you. Uh, that's yeah. JF, right if of, I can. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yep. When Sammy, who was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy at nine months old, and his parents were told that Sammy wasn't going to make it for the age of two, and today he's 21, and he graduated business administration, sports marketing, and for eight or nine years, he's had his own social media company, and he has over 6.5 million followers on all social media platforms. When Sammy asked me to do the podcast, I made Sammy a promise. I made Sammy a promise that we were going to make the sick podcast the best podcast possible. And we set ourselves goals and objectives that we haven't hit yet. And um, no one was going to stop me from doing the podcast. That's all I'll say for now. Well, Tony, I'm happy for you. You have some kind of uh, run for me and you, uh, I can tell. Merci uh, beaucoup. I wanted to. <laughs> Pacioretti, 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 Pacioretti. Pacioretti. Cannelloni, Pacioretti, Pacioretti. That's Ron Fournier. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, you know well, what? I'm happy for, for the Habs because it's yeah. the beginning. Yeah, we have a lot of 
uh, young players, and I'm I'm patient. You know, I know what's going on. Yeah, Marty is playing one two. Uh, no matter what, we we lose by one. He, he changes it. He goes two one two. No matter if we have enough skills to match the other team, mm -hmm. giving the chance to the young players to to show what they can do, mm -hmm. show their skill. Uh, tonight, yes, uh, the first period, it's, uh, what we saw is is a team that was, it was the first time on the road. Uh, Marty didn't have the, the last change. He did the, he did his best to, to mm -hmm. match up what he could, but the, the, the skills, you know, Moritz Sider, uh, there are a lot of guys over there that that are ready. They're they're popping. They're just entering their prime. Yeah. So it was not a task for the abs. And you know, Tony, what what? Your Sider is unbelievable. By the way, he could be the next Victor Hedman. Yes. He looks like him. Absolutely. He plays like a young Victor Hedman. He's a general on defense. And when the Detroit Red Wings and Steve Eiserman drafted him. Uh, he was scheduled to go a little bit later than when they drafted him. When they drafted him, a lot of people said, what are the uh, Red Wings doing drafting more Sider? Well, let me tell you, this guy's the real deal. The real, real deal. And I Norris Trophy winner one day. Yes, you will. And uh, you will dominate for a long time. And I'm happy for the, the Wings, the, uh, the team... Uh, uh, it's been struggling for for quite uh, for quite some time, and they're they're yeah. just you know uh, with the help of Heiserman, they're they're coming up, and they're it's their time now. And yeah. they sacrificed a, a Quebecer uh, uh, to the Capitals. Uh, I apologize, Tony. I, I I don't have his name now, but uh, he was Anthony Manta. Manta, that's correct. Yeah, uh, they, they they took a chance. And I think it's gonna pay pay off for them, and I'm happy. Hey, for JF, them. JF, oh, let's do this in ending game. because our our lines are full. I very yeah. much appreciate you taking the time, yeah. but uh, to pay tribute to the great Ron Fournier, I want you to do this. I want you to say, "Hey, Tony, comment ça va?" And I'm gonna answer like Ron Fournier does. All right. Ask hey, me, Tony, comment ça va? Puppy, 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 Just one thing. We miss you. We miss you. All right. In the media, okay, I I know what's going on with the team. I understand that they are giving the chance. They don't care about what the media is saying. Can we please just slow down the critics, like? Can we just stop every game saying this guy made a mistake, this guy didn't play well? Uh, can we just let them play? They're young. Yeah, they're everything's gonna sort down. Everything is gonna come together at some point. It's just that every time that we critic, there are like a hundred thousand people who never played the game. Who's like, oh yeah, this guy is bad, and and and. It's it's bad energy. I'm yeah. Tired. Well, well, I gotta tell you something. I'll just put that across, Tony. Yeah. Thank you some players have a nice evening. JF. Some players can have a bad game, but there's no bad player in the National Hockey League. You need to be really good to play in the National Hockey League. 
Jim from Kelowna. How you doing, Jim? Jim, are you there? Jim. Why does it take hello, everyone 10 seconds to say hello? How you doing, Jim? I'm doing fine. All right. I, okay, good. Yeah. I love your show. Thank I you. Want to tell you. I love your show. And I, I've got a... I've got a big complaint about the way the, uh, the team's being handled with these hooking penalties. Okay. I, I just don't understand it. They know the refs are looking for that, and you just have to tuck your stick in there. And if you, The ref doesn't know how much force you're putting on it, but they're still calling the penalties. So why, why are these? But, Jim, I'm going to give you my take on this, okay? The more penalties they call, the more goals you're going to see. Jim, you love hockey. I love hockey. Matt O'Han loves hockey. Playoff hockey is great. Game one versus Toronto was great. But there's too yeah. many boring games in the National Hockey League. And we need goals, Jim. Jim, we need goals. So <laughs> yeah. we need goals, Jim. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't mind if they call the penalties. Yeah, it's, it maybe disrupts the momentum of the game a little bit. But we need goals in the National Hockey League. Like tonight, do you realize oh, tonight was true. a 0-0 game, 42 and a half minutes in? I get it. If it wasn't for Jake Allen, we probably would have saw Detroit score three. I understand that. Oh, my God. But we have good players in the National Hockey League. There's good young talent. There's a lot of skill. We need to set them free. We need to see more offense. We need to see goals. We need to see players do special things. It's already hard enough because you don't have enough time and space on the ice. So I want to see goals. So if you're going to tell me that they should make, you know, the players get away with hooking, I'm going to respectfully disagree on that one. Okay. Thanks so much for calling. I appreciate it. Jim from Kelowna. Okay, All right. Next time I'm in, you know, BC, I'm going to make my way to Kelowna. I was there last week, Matt. Oh yeah, you. How, how was your yeah. son's tournament? Not it was well. It was it was it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. The team that he plays for, which are the U seventeen AAA CS Saint Laurent team, mm-hmm. who won their league in Quebec with a record of sixteen wins. They tied game number one in our season, Matt. Tied game number one. They won the next right. sixteen straight. So they won the league. They went to the Quebec Cup, played one year up in the Quebec Cup, went five and zero oh and won the Quebec Cup went to the Canadian Nationals versus all the other teams that won their league and or their cup and their respective provinces. They went 4-0 and and they won the Nationals. So my son's team won the best 17-year-old team in the country. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, when you called me, you, I, I'm is this, this isn't the same son you were calling me when you were traveling in Spain. No, you? that was in Spain. So Anthony is playing professionally right now in Spain. So this is Marco. He's not playing games just yet because he's waiting for his international transfer certificate to go through. So right now he's just practicing. So Anthony's playing professionally in Spain and Marco is coming off an incredible season with his team. And I'm very, very proud to say, and it's, it's, it's not a brag, but it's, it's believe you me, it's the pride that I have for my boys. And I especially know how hard Marco has worked. And that's why I'll bring it up every chance I can get. Marco was, this past season, the most prolific goal scorer in the country. Oh. So he scored more goals than any other 17-year-old playing for a club in Canada. So, so Tony, he, let, me, uh, let me ask he, you this. He, and, and he, you know, he, 
final game of the so uh, every big game he scored big goals. So uh, he had a monster. He 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 finished as leading goal scorer of the Nationals. He had one goal and one assist in the final game in a three-one win. He had two goals in the final of the Quebec Cup win of three nothing, and mm. he had twenty-eight goals in sixteen games in his league. I'm I'm really really proud and. I'm going to tell you why I'm proud. I'm proud because he's my son. Yeah. So I've talked about it quite a bit. But Marco has been shunned by every single high-performance team or program that there has been. He never made the local academy. Mm. He never made a high-performance center. He never made a Quebec team. And he should have, because he scored goals even three and four years ago, more so than anybody. He destroyed the tournament goal-scoring record at the Biello tournament in Montreal on CF Montreal Academy's training facility. His team scored 11 goals. He scored all 11. They didn't take him. He played against the academy team. He scored three goals and one assist in a 4-3 game, and they didn't take him. He played four friendlies with them. They gave him 45 minutes, 45 minutes, 45 minutes, and 21 minutes. He scored four goals, more so than anybody, and they didn't take him. And Marco took it very badly. For months, he took it very badly. And one day he woke up and he said to me, I'm going to show all of them. And guess what? He did. And I'm... I'm going to bring up Marco's success every chance I get. As you should. And Tony, let me just add, Tony, let me ask you this. Uh when you when your two sons become uh the faces of Canadian soccer. Uh that's yeah. a lot. Listen, hold on, just, hold on, hold on, they, hold on. I'm not going to say that. They're good players. They when have they, a when, passion for the game and and my message to them a long time ago was no matter what you want to do in life, once you find your passion, you put all your heart and soul into it. That's what I did. That's the what I live by, and that's what I want them to do. If they become the greatest at it, fantastic. If they don't become the greatest, it's okay as long as they put all their heart and soul into it. Well, and Tony, when, when 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 they do have great success in their soccer careers, because yeah. I have no doubt that they do, because I see the yeah. way I, I see all over your social media, the way they push themselves and that they're always I mean, I don't know which son it is, but you posted a video of one of your sons, I, I would imagine it was Marco because because the, the other one's in Spain that he's doing pushups in a, in the house. It's 1030 at night. Yeah. And he's, so, and he's doing drills in his room. So, so when, in, the when last, they be, in the last couple they, of years, because of. Everything I just told you, he decided to put it in fifth gear and take it to another level. And so um, that would oh. be him. Okay, so there you go. So yeah. when, when they have great success in their soccer yeah. careers, you're not going to forget about me and Yellow, Sammy, Julianne. You're not going to forget about it. Oh, I'm taking off, and I'm going to go follow them because I could do the podcast at a distance. All right, okay, that's enough <laughs> of talking. But I, l- listen, I, I just... I know everything he's been through, and I'm just going to say this. If you think it's easy being Tony Marinero's kid and it opens up doors, you have no idea how hard it can be. And so I'm very, very proud of him, and uh, I can go on forever, but we have a podcast to do. So let's get to I'm, I'm, I'm Love you, kid. All right, okay. Uh, more messages. Why don't we get to them? 
Does Dadunov come out of the lineup and Pozzetta in? I'm glad this question came in because yeah, we talked about possible line changes uh, and, and lineup changes tomorrow. We haven't talked about Michael Pozzetta yet. We know that Michael Pozzetta is the extra forward on this team. And right now, Jonathan Drewing is an extra forward on this team as well. You have to pick your spots when you're going to get them in. They're going to be playing three games in four nights. They're going to need fresh legs, which Drewing will bring. And they're going to need energy, which Pozzetto will bring. So, yes, I say both of them are in the lineup tomorrow night. The big question is who's coming out. I think Dadanov will come out. But you ready for this? Go ahead. I think Slavkovsky's coming out too. You think he's coming out tomorrow? Well, he he played 937, and he's going to play his third game in four yeah. nights. I mean, who else are they going to take out of the lineup? The, I mean, it's, it's, it's the easy name to say there is Rem Pitlick. Matt, that, that, not... that's the perfect. Hold on. That, yeah. That's the easy name to go with. But I like that you said Slavkovsky because there will be there will be a storm in the media and fans are going to freak out. Oh, my God, already game three and he's healthy scratch. But it's for all those reasons you outlined. You need fresh legs. You need energy. And you want you know what? You want Slavkovsky to watch a game from a different from a different perspective. You want him watching from up there in the, in the press box, looking down and seeing things that he doesn't see when he's on the ice, because he's, because like I said, off the top, it just seems like he's a step behind and that's okay. So let's address that and see what he can fix and what he's noticing in a game from a different perspective. Don't forget this. You remember Kakanyemi at one point, he mm-hmm. hit a wall. It was like the 50-game mark. He couldn't even stand up anymore. He was falling by himself. People were calling him Bambi and this and that. Remember that, right? Yeah, of course. Bambi legs. Okay. I know that people have the images of Slavkowski absolutely obliterating like a, a you know, a, 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 a bike fitness equipment, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I know yes. that people yeah, have he broke that the image. Machine. Uh, which, which, by the way, you know, a shout out to to, to to Matrix Home Fitness, of course, and their fitness equipment. But Slavkowski in many games in preseason looked like he was a little behind on his cardio. They're going to sit him out every now and then so he doesn't hit that wall that Kok and Yemi hit. They're going to do that. I think they sit Slavkowski and Dadanov Tomorrow night for Drouet and Pizzetta, unless somebody's hurt, of course, at the forward position. But those are the players that I think are going to come out. Yeah, I would agree. And those are the players that are going to go in. I would agree. Well, if if the ice time is any indicator of that, then sure. But if it's not going to be Slavkovsky, I mean, it's at that point, it's got to be Rem Pitlick. It's just he hasn't. I mean, you're not. There's no high expectations there. Yeah, but but, no, I know. But Pitlick's Pitlick. You know, look, he can still develop, but there's another thing with young players is that you remember how many times they, they did it with Galchenyuk and Kakanyemi, and they said, and they do it with all other teams, okay? Seattle's going to do it with Shane Wright. And they, they, right. All other teams are going to do it, right? They make them watch the game from above. Sometimes they make them sit next to a coach and stuff like that. They they they, they ask them what, you know, what their observations were from watching the game from above and stuff like that. It's it's part of the process and it's part of coaching and it's part of development. And that's and that's the way it's gonna go down, and that's the way it's gonna happen. So no, the, so I think I think it's gonna be him. And if if you're right, which I mean you're probably you're usually right about these things. Um you know, 
it's again, it's not a bad thing. It, it's the, it's actually on the contrary, it's a good thing because then they're putting faith in him rather than just keep throwing him out there. And you know, he's getting nine minutes a night, and who knows what he's thinking? Maybe that he's not uh, he's not accomplishing anything out there. So he'll watch it from a different perspective, add some things, l- take a couple notes, and then he'll be fresh and ready to go on Monday night. Yeah, we went overtime here tonight, eh? And we and we did so without even me. You know, finding out what my uh, my rate would be. Uh, yesterday, I brought in Agnello and Sammy. I brought them back up, and I asked them what overtime pays because uh, I had told them we'll go minimum an hour, and now we're like, yeah. I think, an hour 13 into the podcast, right? So you know what he told me yesterday? Or no, actually less because of the countdown. We're at about an hour eight. Yeah. You know what he told me yesterday? They're going to try ahead. and get me on Canadian Idol. <laughs> if you would go on Canadian Idol, what song would you sing? Oh, uh... It's tricky by Run DMC. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my yeah. or that's my go-to for uh, for uh, karaoke for sure. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, I think it would be "Living on a Prayer" for me from Bon Jovi, or maybe even "Felicita." Senti nell'aria c'è già la nostra canzone d'amore che va come un pensiero che sa di felicità. Should I put on my Philly Chita shirt? Hi. When was the last time you were at an Italian wedding? Well, it's uh, never is the answer. Uh you would never been to an Italian wedding? I've only, I've only been to Jewish weddings. My God, it pains me to hear that. I almost feel like getting remarried so I can invite you to my wedding type of thing. I mean, I would be honored that's, to be. That, would, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Oh. We, you ever did a, a good tarantella before or what? I have no idea what that is. You have no idea what a tarantella is? No. Have you been to Italy before? I actually have. This past summer I was there. You, were, you went to whereabouts in Italy exactly? I was in Milan for two days. And uh-huh. I went to Lake Como for a day. Okay. Uh, and then I Lago just di Como. Away. I went there. It's very close to uh, Lugano, Switzerland, right? Yes, that's correct. And then that I is spent, correct. Uh, then I spent a couple days driving around the north. Uh, the big, the big city we were through was Trento, yeah. and then we were in the yeah. Dolomites. It was beautiful. My buddy has a house in Lake Como. You know who that would be, eh? Uh, George, George Clooney. George yeah. Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. Who got into uh, an accident with his uh, scooter last year? You know that, eh? Oh, he's got is, a Vespa. He he's yeah. got a Vespa, and he got hit by a car. Oof. Yeah, but he's okay though. Yeah, I'm Melanie sure Scarfo says Tony's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Not really. My wife does own a dance studio, by the way, and uh, we uh, I, I I took ballroom classes at one point, but they were like Wednesday night between eight thirty and nine thirty, and. Uh, and uh, it just it would coincide with some Canadians games every now and then. So, you know, when you commit the ballroom dancing, you can't really miss a week because they go step by step. They introduce new steps yeah. all the time. And then you just you have to put everything together. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you true. have people that want to go, for, you know, you, that want to sign up for dancing, we don't we don't we, we don't turn anyone aside. As a matter of fact. You know, we have the space um, we have. That's we're there to all- please. I'll come if you're my dance partner. I'm not dancing with you. You're not my type. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. I won't take that personally. It's okay. Hey, listen. You're going to be filling in 
on Fridays. Mm. I'm going to be with you maybe every now and then, but for the most part, I won't be, okay? You're going to be hosting the SICK podcast on Friday nights starting at 10 p.m. going forward. And you're not only going to talk Habs. I want to let everyone know you're a huge football fan. So you're going to be recapping Thursday night football from the night before. We didn't talk about it tonight because it was a real stinker. The game between <laughs> there wasn't Washington much to talk Chicago about. last night. It was a disaster. What we can talk about is Benjamin Saint-Just from La cool. Belle Province making a huge defensive play in the game. Uh, what's uh, the game that you have your eyes on this weekend? Uh, well, of course, uh, being a big Bengals fan, I am. Yeah. Uh, my eyes will be locked on the one o'clock window on the Bengals and Saints. Saints are without a couple big pieces. Marshawn Lattimore, their big, their number one corner is out. They're also without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. I mean, listen, all logic dictates that the Bengals are going to win, but with the way it's been going and the pain I've been through, I just can't confidently predict that. However, yeah. the game of the week is at four twenty-five. Bills and Chiefs coin flip rematch game as I would as I'm gonna coin it. Bills are gonna uh, win this one. Bills are gonna win this uh, one. I listen. I my, and I my love brain the listen, my brain is telling me the Chiefs. I mean my brain is telling me the Bills, but in as a bet as a betting person, how in your right mind, as a logical thinker, can you not take Patrick Mahomes as a home underdog for the first time in his career? You're surprised if the, the Chiefs I, win that game. It, You're surprised? Yes. It's just because with a little bit of luck, Buffalo should have won last time around. And usually what happens is when you end up losing, there's a little bit of payback. And I think that could be the reasoning. Also, the reasoning is that the Bills got reinforced in the offseason, even though they lost a couple of games that I don't even know. I don't even know right. how they lost to the Miami Dolphins. Like I have no idea how they lost to the Dolphins. They lost that one. They just got by the Baltimore Ravens. That was a good game. The Cowboys and Eagles is going to be a good game as well. And uh, you would think that a gimme is going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks because the Steelers, without Watt, they can't win games. I saw uh, a stat but- the other day. It's unbelievable. They just can't win without him. No, he's a game breaker and he should be the MVP every single year because of what he brings to the table. Uh, but, you know, I'm not even saying this as a Bengals fan. I'm saying this as an objective football watcher. Yes. The St- the Steelers are bad. They are a bad football team. There is, you know, nothing positive to look out for. Yeah. Maybe George Pickens, Kenny Pickett looks uh, looks like he's decent, but it's going to be a while till they put it together there. That is a Actually, bad football team. Actually, hold on a second. Speaking of Kenny Pickett, let's go to Agnello and Sammy if we can. Agnello and Sammy, we have you. Let's go to them. But what are they doing? Like, every time I call them, like, it takes them, like, five minutes to come back up to the screen. What are you guys doing? You're playing a game of Briscola, Scopa. What do you play? You're playing a time? <laughs> we had another discussion. Since you're on so long, you're thinking of cutting your pay. Forget about the race. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to cut my pay. I think the last time you e-transferred me was like five months ago. Even that, you, you have to cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut everything. Cut everything. Our e-transfer has been working for about five months. Uh, speak it to the microphone, please, if you can. No, listen, I'm bringing yeah. you on yeah. because everyone watching right now, not every, all kidding aside, and we like to poke fun at each other. Uh, it's actually been more like four months and not five months that he hasn't been here. But um, <laughs> the sick podcast is in several cities. And you brought on uh, Dale and Chad the other night Toronto from, from Leafs Talk, sick podcast Leafs Talk, out of Toronto. The sick podcast is also in Chicago 
What Adam and, Rank from the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's in Arizona. Yep. We're Kelly from Arizona. It's in, um, if I can, hold on Pittsburgh, a second. Pittsburgh Steelers crazy. Yes, it's in Pittsburgh. I was getting to that one, and that's why I bring it up, because Kenny Pickett. His coach, uh, his coach was on. The, co- the coach that trained him for about six, seven years, and, and he said they were at a camp, and Peyton mm-hmm. Manning didn't know who he was. And he went up to this coach and said, who is that guy, Kenny Pickett? Like, I love him. This guy's like the real deal. And they, that's what he is, the real deal. Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 so Adam Adam Rank is the one who does uh, Chicago? Chicago, yeah. And Pittsburgh, your hosts are? Pittsburgh is uh, Mike and uh, Jordan. Mike and Jordan out of Pittsburgh. And we have Chris in Detroit. He's doing the Red Wings. He couldn't come on tonight. I wanted to bring him on, but he couldn't come on tonight. Why? He's working or what? He's working here. Yeah. I guess, right. I guess you scared him away with the Toronto people. He didn't want to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the Toronto people, by the way, I have to say, uh, they were good sports because I, I got a little carried away with them, and uh, <laughs> they they were they were they were really really good sports because there's something about the Canadians and opening night and beating Toronto. I get a little carried away to the point where maybe a little bit too much, okay? But they text me right after they they message right after. They're awesome. They're good sports. So uh, you know what? I owe them one. I think I'm gonna go on their podcast in Toronto. And I'm going to have them grill me uh, maybe after Toronto beats the Montreal Canadiens the next time they play them. All right, okay, so. Hold on. We taped him tonight, and he thought the problem that night was that you were eating M&Ms at the beginning. And he thought the green ones, I don't know where you got this from, green ones make your brain go crazy. So he thought you had too many green M&Ms. Okay, so you know what? I'm really glad that you're bringing this up, okay? Because <laughs> I'm really glad you're bringing this up because one of the beauties with a podcast, and I, I'm sure the people who are watching us right now, uh, all of our viewers on on, on um, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter would attest to this, is that the difference between podcast, of course, and radio is podcasts we bring you behind the scenes, right? So you can see with my setup here, I, I'm, I'm in my basement in Villa Sal. Matt's at his place. All right. I, I, I got my I got my water bottle here and I got my water there. You know, I got my phone over here. Uh, you know, I have a mixer to my right. Like I can show you everything I have. So if this would be radio, we eat in radio. We'll have some chips, we'll have some MMs, we'll have chocolate, we'll have candy, we'll have sours. We eat. It's it's just that's what we do. We fuel up, whether it's good fuel or bad fuel. We fuel up, we eat, but you won't see us. Sometimes you'll know we're eating. If some people are eating while we're on the air and stuff like that, you'll know it. But I figure, you know what? I have no problem with eating M&Ms and people seeing that I'm eating at M&Ms because I'm just a regular guy and regular people every now and then they eat M&Ms. I got a message from a friend of mine who said, hey, look, I'm going to give you some advice. Don't eat M&Ms while you're on camera ever again. And I said, why? What's wrong? And he said to me, he said, just the image of you opening up the bag with your teeth and eating it and this and that, he said it looked terrible. So what I'd like to know, if you can bring up some messages, do people think, I'm curious, because I didn't think it was all that bad. I, I just thought, you know what? We're behind the scenes and I'll do what we do behind the scenes. Do people think it's gross or disgusting or does it offend them? Does it bother them? If I eat 
while Matt is talking, for example, and I'm having some chips or I'm having some chocolate. Can people weigh in and message us here? I uh, want to know this. From all the messages that we saw, nobody ever nobody mentioned the M&Ms. Nobody mentioned the M&Ms? No, nobody mentioned the M&Ms. Pierre Look says it doesn't bother him. No. No. Evan Moscovich says yes. Does that mean it bothers him? Yeah, it I think bothers it does. Him? I guess it bothers him. So if it bothers you, say yes. And if it doesn't bother you, say no. I, I really am curious to find out here. I was going to go, but now I need to know this now. Or else I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Daniel says to get a sponsor. Matt G says finger food's all good. Biggest Tabs fan says it doesn't bother him at all. Eric says it doesn't bother him at all. Petit says all good, Tony. Barry says, just get somebody, get him some scissors for his M&M's. Oliver says, I can start the podcast with M&M's every time I want. Frank says, M&M's and popcorn, no problem. Melanie says, for me to do me, because that's what she loves. Pierre says, ha, ha, ha. Jonathan DiGennaro says, nope, fuel up. But this is funny, though, because the friend of mine, that wrote this to me, who was like, no, 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 you can't eat on camera. He's going to say that all these people are wrong. It's kind of weird, but whatever drifts your boat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it bothers people. I guess it does. Well, I mean, just, don't, it just don't, don't be chewing into the mic. No one wants to hear that. You know? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, now where is he going? He's going to. He's going to go grab some. Uh, and yellow. He's going to go grab some M&Ms <laughs> or something. And he's going to crunch into the mic because he's. Gonna, he knows it's going to annoy us. Because you had to tell him. Uh, here he comes. You had to. Tell I know because this is this is what he does. This is I what he these, does. Though. What are those? These are uh, sour cherries. You ever had that before? Yeah, they're great. Yeah, but I get they're brand great. Name. Yeah, yeah. I get brand name. Sour cherries. The bag was already open. I didn't rip it with my teeth. By the way, there's messages just still coming in. It's not that big a deal. It seems like we're pretty good here. All right. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, I know whether or not I can eat or not eat. It bothers people. It doesn't bother people. This is a lot of fun. Matt, for those who didn't know you, I'm glad they had a chance to meet you tonight. Matt is a great young man. He's got a funny sense of humor. He loves his sports. He loves his hockey. He loves his football. He's got a very good personality. He's very engaging. I personally think he has a lot of potential. I think he can go far if he wants it. It's there, Matt. Just go out and grab it. Go out and take it. So he's going to go solo on Friday nights for the most part starting at 10 p.m. The Sick Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our first week. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Subscribe to our Facebook page. Subscribe to our Twitter handle. Tell your friends about it. Tell them it's sick. Marinero, I'll be back on Monday night following the Canadians and the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we're going to do it all over again. I'll get to your comments. I'll give my analysis. I'll give my opinions, and um, we'll take your calls again. Matt, here's your chance to say bye, and then I'm going to sign off. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'm very excited to be with you guys this year and going forward. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. And you guys are going to get to know me a lot better. Like you know Tony so well, I'll get to that level one day. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. That's a very high level you're going to want to get to. If you get to like 50%, it's already very, very high. It'll be better than – get to 50% of me, you'll be better than everyone else in this industry. Uh, Marinaro, the SIG podcast, brought to you by, in part, by Energy Transportation Group, Mike Cinquino and Sean Gerard. Love those guys. From warehousing, customs brokerage, and transportation consulting, Energy Transportation Group has you covered. 8.6 beer, intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And LaCash. If the last time you went to LaCash was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to LaCash. The menu will surprise you. The last time we had an event at LaCash, Nelson, who owns a travel agency, came by. He said he drove an hour and a half to meet me, and he said, Tony, I love when you sign off and you say this. I'm Marinero. Good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. Peace. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you.